Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to ActiveSpirituality.life with Pamela Cuccinell and Susie Masoli. We are here talking about this 21st week of 2021. Lots of tooth here. And we're talking about May the 24th, Monday. Pam's getting all of her papers together we can hear her in the background um, riffling through my papers sorry <laughs> just trying to find where are those planets and um she's gonna let us know what's going on for this week after pam i will jump in with our meditation so 2021 week 21 may 24th blast off here we go what's in store Okay, so we are in the last couple of days of the waxing moon cycle before that full moon eclipse that happens midweek. So I will probably have the lion's share of this 20-minute talk on that. But on, on Monday, actually a really intense, really good day for those who like to deep dive into juicy research, therapeutic work, deep one-on-one -on -one conversations, uh, mine for the gold. The moon is in the sign of Scorpio. And it's a couple of things happen. On Monday, we are poised to encounter a revelation and it can be something that is a bit of an upset or unseats us a bit one of the things to be aware of is when you're moving around in space just pay attention to where you are especially when you're driving ideas come in thoughts come in but you want to be crystal clear of what your intention is, but also of your surroundings. It's never a good idea to get so caught up in whatever we're doing that we're not paying attention to where we are or who we may encounter. <clears throat> and with the moon in the sign of Scorpio, we may be incredibly focused or encounter people who are incredibly focused and not necessarily pay, paying attention to um, graceful overtures of excuse me or I'm doing this. Um, the idea of someone bulldozing along or blindly moving towards a goal without taking into account their surroundings is pretty much a picture on this day. That being said, 
if you are paying attention to your surroundings, if you are incredibly focused on what it is you're trying to achieve or make happen, and you're also really aware peripherally of what's around you and how it affects other people or situations or events, you can have tremendous um, digging up, understanding, achievement, getting underneath the surface and really reaping the benefits and the gold. So water signs and earth signs may be more energetically ready for some of this. But the other thing to keep aware of, if you're a Taurus or you have any strong Taurus signature, rising sign, moon sign, Venus and Taurus, Mars and Taurus, it's possible that the planet Uranus is engaged in or approaching your, your whatever that point is, that Taurus point in the sky, or uh, Scorpio, if you're a Scorpio, Leo, Aquarius, all the fixed signs. So Uranus, where it's moving these days, and Saturn, Jupiter in the signs of Aquarius are creating a lot of... <clears throat> A lot of yang energy, like things are happening, whether we're comfortable with them or not, whether um, it's a graceful uh, overture events or not. And the the thing that um, the story, the mythology that I should talk about is... Uranus was the great sky god. Um, Uranus basically is energy that has to do with chaos. Uh, things that just out of the chaos, things are created. And Uranus, god of the sky, Gaia, the earth, were in continual union be as uh, she was the, the entity that uh, was creating on the earth. But because she was in continual, uh, basically, as the myths go, copulation with Uranus, she could never break free or give birth. And so Saturn, one of the children of Uranus, trapped in, in the earth, uh, was able to gain a diamond sickle that she gifted the sun to break free from this continual union with Uranus, the sky god. So Saturn, the planet that symbolizes discipline, structure, responsibility, status quo, Saturn basically and when I tell the story in a group, uh, an audience, and there's men in the room, they always cringe. But Saturn basically castrates his father to break free uh, Gaia and Uranus. So then, even though they've continued this symbiotic dance all these like millennial later, and this is a myth, of course, but myths you break down, distill them, they have so much meaning. So <clears throat> Saturn limited the chaos, but as a result was also 
and well, actually to finish the story out of the separation of Uranus from his phallus, uh, the sperm goes into the sea and out of the sea is birthed Venus Aphrodite, goddess of love. And I've written about this. It's, it's one of my one of the many, many favorite myths I love to talk about, because basically with the birth of lo uh, love of the goddess Venus is the entry of humanity. So she comes out of Uranus, chaos, and what births is love. So love centers us. Love is the anchor. Love is is love is the compass, is the light, is the true north. And right now with the Uranus-Saturn square that will affect us throughout this year, when the moon is traveling in a fixed sign, as it is today in the sign of Scorpio, it's going to touch, it's going to engage with each of these very dynamic yang energy planets. And so on Monday, it engages with Uranus chaos. And so that could be the revelation. That could be something you see clearly for the first time. And then there's a there's a rite of passage or will you take this commitment responsibility? And it can feel enforced it or it can also feel like something you want to break away from, breaking away from the union of the endless um, uh, connection of, of Uranus and Gaia, and yet afterwards they came to the amicable dance that they have, which provides us with gravity, air, and the earth energy. So they choose to dance together. And so we are presented on this day energetically with a sense of what do you need to pull at with a sense of freedom that you want to individuate? And how do you, once you know that or see it, also reconcile yourself to say, this is what I'm committed to. And maybe sometimes it's something you've been committed to for a long time or you have responsibility for or you manage or you work for or you negotiate in relationship, but you come to terms with it differently as you recognize the need of freedom. And this is this is energetically what Scorpio can really reveal or show us because we go into the deep work of understanding who we are by the initial reaction and don't get carried away or led by that initial reaction, that initial cutting away understand why you're reacting that way take ownership of it and then you can respond differently in a more transformational mature and aware conscious way and that's the gift that we can go through on monday tuesday if we're wide-eyed paying attention notice when feelings, emotions, or things that come up. And it may not be you who's experiencing it. You may be engaged with someone who suddenly reacts a certain way and you find yourself in this drama and you're thinking, why the heck am I here? Once again, the more conscious we are, the more we can move through it. And all this stuff gets really hot because we're heading towards that eclipse.
So on Tuesday, energetically similar, may not feel as intense as Monday, but we're still moving towards that. Can you process? Can you own it? Can you be aware of how you react and really respond in the way that you want to? First, you have to be aware of your reaction, why you're reacting that, reacting that way. And then you can basically melt it down to become the response that you really want to deliver. The moon goes void, of course, at 5.20 p.m., after which time it is void for uh, almost five hours, which is fabulous for recharging, um, resting, eating well, putting your hands in the dirt in the garden, doing things that are very restorative. And it moves into the sign of Sagittarius at 10.39 p.m. Eastern Time. Once it's in the sign of Sagittarius, it is moving towards that lunar eclipse full moon that happens on Wednesday the 26th, exactly at 7.14 a.m. Now, this is a eclipse that has somewhat volatility mainly because of the blind spot energy that can be called in where we're not paying attention to something that could be revealed offered inspired a catalyst energy so once again if we've done our homework monday tuesday we are much better poised to take action in the way we would like with this full moon eclipse energy. A lot of what's going on is a message that wants to be delivered, but can be confused. So we'll see this on the news. We'll see this in, well, right now, unfortunately, um, there's a lot of um, difficulty throughout the world, especially in the Middle East. And so this eclipse at this point in time could be some sort of muffled message, um, something that doesn't quite go through the way it needs to. We need to link to that highest octave of love. What is it that connects us more than divides us? So our homework, everybody who's listening today, whatever you do on your personal, whatever you're trying to achieve or make happen, yes, 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 but also please put in a little pocket of energy um, or even a big pocket of energy, um, imagining, wishing, ascending, loving energy for people to communicate on higher octaves, for people to, to kind of burn down the artifice of separation and move into a sense more of how we're connected, and also to burn off the, uh, I can't say this uh, any other way, to burn off the shackles or the uncomfortable layers that many people have with a sense of victimization and recognize that to identify, see, align with that way of being 
is something they want to discard and not own, but not to go to the other side of feeling like um, the attacker, the predator, the, um, the conqueror. It's that spectrum energy of the, the uh, planet Neptune that speaks about how do we move into a sense of where we can connect and listen and not feel stymied, stopped, or hesitating because of uh, a sense of never being heard. And it starts first with listening to self, hearing yourself, uh, recognizing the voice of the self, and also listening very well to people around us who may not feel as though they're really heard or their voice is really valued. So how does that big picture stuff apply to you as an individual at this lunar eclipse? Well, if you have a point in your horoscope, five degrees mutable, 26 minutes. So the eclipse happens at the sign of Sagittarius, but Gemini, Virgo, and Pisces, if that you're in any way triggered by that five degrees in change, um, this is a personal eclipse energy for you, not just the global one. So if it's, if it's touching a point in your horoscope or if you know where Sagittarius falls in your, your horoscope, what house it falls in, sun, moon, ascendant, midheaven, then you can see what it, am I being called to express, define, understand differently. And the thing that's, that's interesting, again, coming off this beginning week where I was talking about note your reaction and modify your response, if at all possible. So with the eclipse, we're, we're being shown what is it that you need to say or declare that maybe isn't even exactly what it is you need to say or declare. Because sometimes we we articulate or res respond or, or repeat a way of expressing ourselves that isn't really down to the heart or the nugget or the truth of what it is we need to know. So for people who do journal work or who write or really kind of dig out or are okay sitting with what comes through their head until they really, and, and just let it happen without kind of capturing it and running away with it and wait until what is the real important stuff here? All this other stuff is just sort of flying by my window of my mind, but what is it that is intrinsic to this moment in time? And if you capture that, then you can, decipher differently, perhaps, some kind of what you think you want to say so that you know exactly what it is you need to say. The other thing about this Sagittarius um, full moon is that it's being lit by the Gemini sun. So for some of us, uh, conversations with siblings, neighbors, 
small children heighten importance because we want to have conversations where we really hear, listen, understand what the other person is saying. And, and we have to cut through the confusion because many of us may be talking about something which isn't really the heart of the subject. But we can get there. Remember, Sagittarius is the, uh, it's the centaur who often has a bow, uh, an arrow. And so we, we can go directly to the truth. But so, sometimes we want to approach that truth without creating a wound. And that's important to reveal as well. So on the 27th, the moon goes void, of course, at 1.35 p.m. And it's void until late in the evening, 10.23 p.m., when it enters the sign of Capricorn. And now we're in um, much more creative energy after that full moon, which may have fed felt very tumultuous and we can really bring down to earth anything that we might have learned from it and hopefully we did learn something from it and continue to process what's been opened in this perhaps pandora's box of a week so that we don't just let things fly off into other spaces that we capture with our butterfly net, all the things that came out of that Pandora's box and deal with it in a systematic way that is more productive than just letting it go anywhere. So it requires rolling up the sleeves and doing the work. And some of it may feel a little difficult. It can also feel wonderfully intense and deepening especially in the important relationships in our lives. And that always goes back to, and I say this not from a narcissistic point, but from an awareness that the better you know yourself, the more deeply you can love. Because knowing thyself is how you strip away anything that doesn't serve you, nor the people close to you, nor the people you want to help and serve. At 6.15 p.m. on Saturday, the moon goes void, of course, and it enters the sign of Aquarius in the uh, wee hours of Sunday morning, uh, just after midnight, Saturday night, 12.04 a.m. Mercury goes retrograde on Saturday the 29th at 6.34 p.m. And so Sunday, which can be a highly productive day with that Aquarius moon, is also you want to be aware that the that Mercury has gone retrograde. And the, the things that can be lovely on this day are uh, communication, networking, conversations, but you really want to do your editing and due diligence because of that Mercury retrograde, the communications, appointments, what you mean to say is really what is understood. So a uh, super full, huge blood moon, all happening, intense, super duper week. It's also the time, Pam, of the cicadas that have been gone for 17 years. 
Ah, wow. Yes. They're, wow. Um, they're back in North America during May and June. So, so I'm seeing connections here with the cicadas. <laughs> oh, that's so wild. Wow. Yeah. When I was a young woman, we were camping in Bear Mountain and we woke up in the morning and the cicadas were everywhere. We didn't know it was going to happen. It was quite a quite an amazing thing. And it and it was was probably quite noisy too, no? It was it was incredible. And I was with actually Karen and Wayne, my dear friends. So wow. it was it was wild. <laughs> well, there it's interesting what you're saying too, just about this week, because as we mm -hmm. know, cicadas symbolize obviously resurrection you know these guys Absolutely. are coming out of the ground these are insects that have been living under the ground for the last 17 <laughs> years um they're about immortality and spiritual realization and spiritual ecstasy so um and for the greeks and romans it was all about ecstasy so i think we should wrap our meditation up with all of that so i invite everyone sit down for 10 minutes here we go take a few deep breaths in maybe we've all been underground for 17 years so just feel yourselves it feels a little bit like that if you've been living in a in a covid world no matter where you are in the world we've all been living in the covid world but different countries have had different types of lockdowns so Let's uh, visualise ourselves now as coming up out of the ground. We're coming up to, to socialise and to be together and to say hello. So as you take a few deeper breaths, let's welcome, no matter where we are, Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere, let's welcome in this resurrection now with this time of the full moon allowing us to come into deeper spiritual realisation, seeing what's going on, seeing the truth, seeing through the veil, experiencing life on a different octave. And if you can just take a moment to visualise where you have been during the last year, just in terms of your emotional well-being, in terms of the things that have been happening around you, in your own personal life, the people around you, the family, the colleagues, the friends, just notice what it's been like, the atmosphere. Notice how you have been feeling just generally without going into any movies of the past or any scripts of the past, just looking at what has been. And notice if that has been a comfortable time for you or a difficult time for you or a happy time for you. And with your heart now, 
not with the brain, but with the heart, like really opening up from the heart. Just look at the time in front of you now, the rest of the week, the rest of the month, the rest of the lunar cycle, the rest of the year, the rest of your life, however far you'd like to go. And just start to create a projection. Be the film director. Be the producer. Be the actor. Be all the actors. Do the hair and makeup. Write the script. Make the film and project it now from the centre of your heart out into the world of how you would like to come up now as how you would like to be resurrected. What would you like to be seen as, be as, do as in this period now of spiritual realisation, in this period of, of, well, we definitely have some global awakening, but in your own personal coming forth. Map it out using your vision, your understanding of what you want, not what has been in the past and what you want and didn't get or what failed or what you think of yourself or what happened in your childhood, none of that. What is it that you want now? What is it that you would like to create? And feel the richness of that. And if it's not something concrete, if it's just the way that you want to feel, I want to feel happy or I want to feel complete or I want to feel uh, that I'm leading a meaningful life or I want to feel loved, whatever it is, I want to feel wise, I want to feel fit and healthy. We can all choose what we want to feel. And just allow yourself to be in that state of spiritual ecstasy for a few moments in your meditation so that your body, your mind, your senses, your thoughts, your energy field, everything is reminded or gets to know what is it that is ahead of us what is it that, that we want to create? What is the, the type of a feeling of life we want to be in? And feel all of the cells tingling, excited, enthusiastic, but with a calm and with a peace. Feel it in the physical body as, a, as like a, a, a strength, a flexibility and adaptability, that your muscles are stronger, that your spine is powerful, that everything is, is in its correct place. There's no misalignments that all of your body organs are working beautifully that there's no toxicity or no harmful pathogens in your body, 
feel it in your heart, that your heart is full of compassion, full of connection, full of willingness to meet people, full of willingness to, to be in conversation with people that are, are your friends, with people that are your family, perhaps with people that you've never met before. And feel yourself to lining up so that the people that you are with, the people that you want to be with, are people that really fit into your understanding of the world so that you're not a, a, a person that is feeling hurt or betrayed or let down. Invite those people into your life that are like you, that have this integrity, that have spirituality, that, that have this strength and power like you do. Create this wonderful energetic field of yourself, of your tribe, and invite this energy to grow, to become expanded. So that the synchronicities occur. So things start lining up all around you, letting the, the magic happen, letting the abundance of the universe unfold. And as you're feeling this in yourself, the mind opening, expanding, refreshing, the mind also growing, that you're constantly expanding and learning more things, that you're not just spending time in that one place in your mind playing the broken record, but you're wound you're spreading all of your energy out there into different places and feeling the deep connections. And as you're taking a few deeper breaths and gently feeling this energy in your body, You see yourself now as a luminescent ball of brilliant white light. Sending this powerful frequency to all the beings around you. Gently opening your eyes, taking a few deeper breaths. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Have a wonderful week, and we will be with you again next week. Thanks so much. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of ActiveSpirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. 
You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.